Hey there, friend. We're so happy you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rindon. And I'm Amy Nawalai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, Amy, fall has officially arrived, and uh, I, for one, could not be more excited to see the summer go. (laughs) Hopefully, more so the summer weather (laughs) in particular. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, But now that we're in fall, uh, I'm just curious, what are some things that uh, you enjoy about fall? What gets you into the fall mood? I'm a fan of... Like snuggly, fuzzy blankets and hoodie weather, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Bring on the hoodie weather bring for on, sure. Bring on all the warm, fuzzy sweatshirts. And I like scarves and boots and hats and like fall clothes that aren't really necessary in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I guess because I'm not, I'm not a fan of being cold so anytime it's cool enough to wear those things I get very excited I'm a fan of of I guess I would say the the seasons fruits and vegetables <laughs> okay so you like pumpkin and I do I like like the pumpkins and the squash like the butternut squash soup and those savory savory things I don't know so I have to ask though then are you a pumpkin spice person so because typically my stomach doesn't allow me to have coffee beverages anymore, I never really got into the whole pumpkin spice thing because I could never drink it. I was always a chai tea, chai tea girl <laughs> uh, or apple cider girl. Like that was my thing. I can respect that. Yeah, I've never been a coffee person anyway, so it's not really my well, thing. Well, I caved because I had uh, some money on my Starbucks card and it was like a <laughs> triple star day or whatever <laughs> at Starbucks. They lured you in. They lured me in and I figured I could at least make the drive home, hopefully, before I would need to, if necessary, uh, deal with the problem of consuming <laughs> coffee. So I I got a pumpkin spice latte and I also have tried a pumpkin spice frappuccino. I tried both. Okay. I did need to know that they were good. Like, first of all, <laughs> I missed I missed coffee a lot. <laughs> that was that was good. I don't I don't know. I I understand why people get so excited about it. It's very tasty. I I may have complimented it with a uh, the pumpkin loaf from Starbucks as well, which is <laughs> okay. There you go. The perfect nice. pumpkin spice bread to complement the beverage, which made it that much more tasty. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes, yes, I will claim to be a fan of the pumpkin spice things. I will. I I do have to say. Trader Joe's came out with all their pumpkin stuff 
a couple weeks ago, I think now. Right, um, right. And I got a little excited one night and literally spent like half the night scrolling this one girl's <laughs> videos and her reviews on all of the pumpkin stuff that she bought at Trader Joe's that day. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. They had these apple cider donuts, not pumpkin spice, but apple cider donuts. They were crazy good. <laughs> I tried their, it's a gluten-free pumpkin bread with some of their maple butter and cinnamon roll spread. Oh mm, my sounds good. goodness. <laughs> that was delicious. Uh, I also have a, a box of the pumpkin spice pancake mix to try. Nice. Yes. I'm a fan. I, I, I'm a fan. It's all delicious. Um, in fact, at lunch on Sunday, um, I got a pumpkin, pumpkin spice creme brulee at this little dessert counter at the place that I had lunch at on Saturday. And it was so good. So, so good. So yeah, I'm a fan of all those flavors. Um, I think back to um, one of the actual falls that I experienced, you know, where there was different colored leaves and it actually felt like fall, um, was a September visit to a friend when they lived in Minnesota. And that was kind of fun to get to actually experience a legit autumn, <laughs> you know, the the, yeah. the trees changing color. And uh, she took me to um, an apple orchard and we did, you know, apple picking and a wagon ride. And the orchard store had fresh apple things. So it was like <laughs> uh, you could get a, a, a slice of fresh apple pie warm with homemade cinnamon ice cream, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm. <laughs> but um, good, yeah, though. a slice of homemade warm apple pie with homemade cinnamon ice cream. Holy cow. It was delicious. That is, that is the taste of fall. Let me just tell you, it was delicious. I'm right there with you. And honestly, like that's probably my favorite thing of the Idaho life is fall autumn uh, because yeah we get the trees changing colors and just everywhere you look cornfields you have apple orchards you know all all of that classic fall stuff is like here mm -hmm. <laughs> wherever you go so being someone who was born and raised in southern california yeah like i never really experienced like an actual fall so last year was the first time i got to experience an idaho fall and yeah it was it was so awesome <laughs> like everywhere i looked like i couldn't help but get into the fall spirit you know like just seeing the trees and driving down you know the streets and uh, all of the bright colors it's just so cool i mean in a way like you almost feel like you're in a painting <laughs> when you're looking <laughs> at some of this stuff like that's how it feels and doesn't feel real <laughs> yeah it really doesn't like you, you just have to take a second look because the colors are just so bright and vivid and mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite aspect of fall. And I, uh, you know, like you, like I, I typically enjoy like all the fall offerings. I love pumpkin. Apple cider is always a good, a good thing, uh, especially, you know, more in the winter, even like a good glass of apple cider, man, is just wonderful. <laughs> mm -hmm. For me, though, yeah, the, the changing leaves, I think, is the number one thing to fall that uh, 
I have grown to love and appreciate. Yeah, we don't really get that here. Everything goes from, well, green if it's not a bad enough drought for everything to be brown. <laughs> right. Pretty much goes from green to brown. Yeah. The only downside, though, is if, if you have a yard with a lot of trees, uh, you have a lot of leaves to pick up. Do you have to actually rake the leaves? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the only bad But <laughs> then, I mean, you could do the thing that they do in all the movies. You know, you rake the leaves and then you can jump and play in them and make a big mess. It's not a big deal, right? Yeah, you quickly learn, though, that after the fun's done, then you have to rake them all up again. <laughs> again, again. <laughs> yeah, that, they, they don't show you that part. <laughs> of course not. They never not. show you the part where, yeah, the kids have to get back up and rake the leaves again. <laughs> Except this time it's harder because, you know, you've broken all the leaves into smaller pieces and yeah, yeah. made a big mess out of them. Yeah. Well, in my head, in my dreams, I will get to frolic in a pile of leaves. Then we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there you go. Well, now that I am happily thinking about all things fall, how about we continue with the happiness and uh, bring a little hope into the picture. What story of hope do you have for us today? Well, this week, uh, it's, it's a fun story. It's also a very touching story, in my opinion. It has to do with playing video games, uh, okay. which is something that's always been near and dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good video game. This story, uh, it's about a, a gentleman by the name of Nick Priest. And when he was a kid, he uh, grew up with a father who was very much into video games as well. So that was how Nick and his dad bonded. Sadly, though, Nick's father ended up getting cancer uh, when he was rather young. He ended up passing away, I believe, when Nick was about six. It was kind of doubly sad because, of course, he lost a father, which was this huge like guiding force in his life. Uh, But he also lost uh, his video game partner. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't have anybody to play with. And it was when uh, other family members came over and friends and things like that and started playing games with him that he realized like what a big part of his life that was. Like when he Mm -hmm. started playing again, it was almost like therapy for him. It it got him to uh, concentrate on something else and it, it just moved him forward. And uh, he developed new friendships and and things like that. So later on, it dawned to him just, uh, you know, video games impacted his life this much. And uh, it was it was kind of this like social outlet to make him uh, feel a little bit better about the world around him. Uh, He figured that that there could be other people out there, uh, particularly like uh, families dealing with cancer like he had to deal with. He created this nonprofit called the Power of Play. And uh, initially what he did was he recruited a couple people from the high school, people that he knew, and they went down to the local hospitals and they would bring their gaming systems to play with kids who were dealing with cancers. And this was just a great way to interact and bond with the kids. And of course, the kids loved it, you know. it was just a way for them to feel connected to somebody and, and of course, like take their mind off of their illness. 
Then, unfortunately, COVID hit and these in-person gaming sessions in the hospital, of course, became impossible to do. So Nick took upon himself to raise $1,000 to buy a couple PlayStation 4 units uh, that he then gave to the hospital to set up. Uh, And furthermore, he got with the hospital administrators to establish a way for these kids to play virtually so they could play with one another in different rooms and, of course, play virtually with Nick and his volunteers as well. Uh, So these kids were able to still play the video games and have that social interaction and have the reprieve from, you know, uh, real life there for a while uh, while still being safe and sound in their hospital rooms. And just able to have some fun, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like COVID aside, I know that many uh, kids with the, depending on, you know, what type of cancer they have, uh, so much of their time does have to be spent in isolation because their immune systems are so fragile and and weakened at that point, especially if they're, you know, actively going through chemo or, you know, whatever, they can't, they can't be around other people and other kids. And so what a, what a great creative way to, um, you know, allow these kids that, that little chance for, yeah, some fun, some interaction, um, something to look forward to. Um, that's just, that's huge. That's huge in, in keeping, you know, kids' spirits up. Yeah, definitely the, uh, the isolation part, I think. And that was the feedback that Nick got from a lot of these parents, you know, is that even before COVID, like, unfortunately, like a lot of these kids were just dealing with isolation issues mm-hmm. because, like you mentioned, like they, their immune systems couldn't support like having other people in the room. It was just too dangerous. So that was also what this helped to do is he basically, Nick, through his uh, creativity, was able to create this sort of way to, you know, allow hospital patients to connect with one another. Because typically, like, hospitals don't allow you to use their Wi-Fi uh, because of privacy issues, like the, the, you're, you're certainly not, and because of resources, of course, they're not going to allow you to use it to game and things like that. It's usually not the greatest Wi-Fi connection anyways. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so they had to set up their whole, like a whole infrastructure just for the gaming and everything. And so now that he got it set up in this one hospital, like he's hoping to branch out to other hospitals uh, in his area. And then, of course, eventually throughout the country and just to create a way for kids to play with other kids mm-hmm. or, you know, adults or what have you. It's just a way, great way for these kids to connect uh, with other people. And that, I think, is truly inspiring and just such a great idea and I love that Nick took it all on his own to just approach the hospital and uh, find a solution to allow these kids to play with one another I think that's so great he was able to use his family's experience with cancer to have an empathetic moment for these other kids who are you know going through you know not not his exact situation but a difficult situation in and of itself and and, um, you know, he had that, those positive memories with his dad, um, those fun moments, those 
moments of laughter and joy and memories with his dad and how important that was through their journey. Um, that why, why just, why wouldn't you want to be able to give that same little bit of joy to other kids if you could, you know what I mean? Like just to pass that on. Yeah. That's pretty awesome that he made it a point to bring happiness to these other kids and in a creative way, you know, and, and what kid doesn't enjoy some video games. I'm just saying like <laughs> he, he was pretty brilliant to, to come up with that idea. Um, you know, and I know that a lot of times hospitals will have different and, and I don't know, I'm sure it's very different right now with COVID, but they have the child life programs will have little play centers or bring in outside organizations to do things, crafts or, you know, whatever for kids. But I know that especially if you're, you know, kind of in that older, older kid range, almost, you know, tween, tween age, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that area, you're obviously not going to want (laughs) to, you know, color and play with toys, but like to actually get to play video games, especially if you're a kid where that's maybe been a normal part of your life. And now you're going through this cancer treatment and you don't have access to that anymore to, to now be able to have a way to, to play video games and have fun again. Like, I just think that's really awesome that, that he found this unique way to, connect people and to connect kids and to bring a smile to their faces and um, in the midst of their really difficult, crummy situations. Even more so, Nick actually realized that uh, outside of just cancer patients in the hospital, that there was an opportunity to help other people uh, outside of hospital setting, uh, like whether it be like parents or siblings or kids who are just going through rough times or Mm -hmm. rough situations. Uh, so he created uh, this buddy program to where uh, one of his volunteers actually buddies up with uh, a person, uh, you know, who's going through some some stuff. And uh, yeah, they schedule a time to play video games with one another. Hmm. And it's just a way for them to uh, kind of shoot the breeze, just talk and chat and just have fun playing video games. And uh, they can play as much or as little as they want. You know, it's up to the the buddy and the the person that they're playing with, you know, to create a schedule. And I, I think it's almost kind of like the big brother, big sister kind of mm-hmm. program, but for video so games. So they're connecting with the same, the same people same regularly person. and building a relationship yeah. with them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just such a, a great, simple idea that I, I feel... Uh, especially for anyone who've, who's actually played like online gaming, it's a great way to build relationships with people, especially like the younger generation. Like my, my nephew, you know, like he's best friends with people that live miles away, like different states from him, <laughs> but he grew up like playing games with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like they have this like bond and uh, they would have never met otherwise. So it's just a it's just a great way to connect with people and just build these relationships. And particularly for you know someone who's going through an issue or having you know bouts of depression or what have you, and just feels like very alone. Perhaps you know th- this is just a great way to connect with somebody and 
just, yeah, it's just, it's just genius and just so inspiring. And, and the fact that Nick is just in high school and he was able to devote so much time and energy to this, you know, and just the, the yeah. big heart to have to just want to help people. It's great. And it's probably bringing a lot of smiles to uh, kids' faces who really needed a reason to smile. Well, and I hope it spurs, you know, he's he's starting it at the local hospital where he lives. Like, I hope this is something that, you know, he can um, get more support and be able to see programs like this um, spread to, you know, hospitals around the world. How um, incredible would that be to um, to his dad's legacy, you know, just to to see that spread and, um, you know, be able to bring hope to people all over, all through playing some video games together. That would be awesome. All right. Well, before we head on out, here's the part where we like to offer up a recommendation, something that we've both been enjoying that we think you'll enjoy as well. So, Amy, what do you have to recommend this week? Well, my recommendation is a TV series and it's it's you can watch it free with ads on IMDb TV, I believe, which is um, you can get the app on your smart TVs. I know mine comes with my Prime on my Prime app, but it's uh, a show called Heart of Dixie, H A R T, because that is the name of. Uh, the character Rachel Bilson plays Dr. Zoe Hart. She plays uh, a New Yorker, a new doctor, um, and she ends up, uh, based because of different circumstances, accepting a job offer from this strange guy who comes up to her during her graduation um, to work at his medical practice in a little town called Bluebell, Alabama. And so this show, I I, I don't want to give too much away, but um, it's just, it's, it's a, I would say it's a mashup of like, Grey's Anatomy, but not quite so serious with Gilmore Girls would be like my best. <laughs> okay. It's, That's a combo it's, there. Yeah. It's a it's a comedy, um, kind of like rom commy drama. Um, like it's definitely more like Gilmore Girl vibes, like good, good feeling Gilmore Girl vibes. But it's it's just a, one of those shows that um, I've, I've rewatched the whole series probably about four times now, five times. <laughs> so we can guess you're, you're a small fan. I'm a small fan and I will admit like it has some cheesy moments, but they just make me smile every single time. I, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with cheesy moments. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a cheesy feel good kind of show. <laughs> This show just basically focuses on this super cute, just kind of like how Gilmore Girls focused on Stars Hollow. Um, this show kind of, you know, focuses on Bluebell, this little small town in Alabama and that small, t- small town family feel. And also just kind of how everybody's all up in everybody's business. <laughs> and, um, and it's, it's a, you know, a, it's got the somewhat predictable, uh, you know, rom com things that happen. But the story, you just can't help but 
but love these characters. And um, it's definitely cute. It definitely warms your heart when the series finale happens. Yes, it's cheesy, but I was smiling from like ear to ear and loving every moment of it. Um, if you are even like the tiniest bit of a country music fan, um, which I sort of am, don't tell people, but I am. The music is really fun too. And they bring on, they bring on some, um, people that you'll recognize to play in, in the little, uh, town hangout, the rammer jammer, um, which is kind of fun. You'll recognize, um, some different country music acts and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, Heart of Dixie. That's my recommendation. Um, if you're just looking for something fun and lighthearted, this is definitely going to fit that bill for you. Um, so check it out on IMDb TV, Heart of Dixie. Nice. Very cool. How about you? What do you have for us? All right. Well, I am going to continue my trend of recommending (laughs) something fun and spooky. Oh, I was going to say you're going to continue your trend of recommending another podcast because that's been your trend. Well, you know, I do enjoy a good podcast. No, it's not a podcast. Okay. Just something spooky. Okay. Go for it. (laughs) So I'm going to recommend a film on Disney Plus. And this is one, it's a, a Tim Burton film. But not the one you're thinking of. Oh. This is Tim Burton's other relatively famous uh, stop animation Halloween themed film. Frankenweenie. Oh. So this, it came out in 2012. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, I was already looking forward to it because, of course, being a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan, I was excited to see Tim Burton return to the realm of stop animation. Mm-hmm. And while I will say that Frankenweenie probably isn't as good as Nightmare Before Christmas, because honestly, that's almost perfect. It's really hard to, <laughs> to uh, get on that level, but it is pretty darn good. And I really enjoyed it. I love the fact that they filmed it in black and white. It just adds sort of a, a vibe to it, kind of like an old uh, like Universal Monsters feel or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, which I, I think is probably on purpose because basically the story is sort of a different take on Frankenstein. So the main character is Victor Frankenstein as a kid, and he <laughs> ends up uh, having his beloved dog, uh, pass away and so of course he finds a way to revive him and bring him back to life and so most of the film is basically his dog and him trying to keep this secret uh, which of course by the end uh, they're not able to keep the secret <laughs> and uh, yeah some of uh, the other townsfolk learn of the process, and they also try to reanimate things and creatures, and it does not go very well. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, chaos ensues, needless <laughs> to say. Uh, but d- honestly, like, this is a perfect film. I-, I feel like Tim Burton, like, was made for, you know, Halloween season. Like, there- there's a ton of films of his you could pick, draw from for this time of year. But Frank and Weenie, it's a fun one, and I feel like... There's probably still enough people out there who aren't as familiar with it, maybe haven't watched it through, uh, because it it kind of just came out in 2012, and then there wasn't really a whole lot of buzz 
for it afterwards. And, Mm -hmm. and even Disney, like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, like they make it a point. There's a ton of merchandise. Uh, They even have like the Haunted Mansion holiday in Disneyland every year. So that they're very on point with, uh, you know, bringing Nightmare Before Christmas into the social consciousness every year. Uh, Frank and Weenie doesn't really get that love. (laughs) So (laughs) for whatever reason, but honestly, it's definitely worth your time. So if you have not watched it yet uh particularly if you're a fan of nightmare before christmas like do yourself a favor catch it uh and if you haven't seen it in a while it's the perfect time of year to take it in it's a great family fun halloween outing and uh yeah it's one you can watch with the kids and yeah it's it's just a fun time and i am such a sucker for stop motion animation i uh yeah there's just something about it it's just so fun to watch and i i can really appreciate that in a 2012 release that uh, they went back to stop motion animation because they certainly didn't have to so <laughs> so frank and weenie on disney plus that is my recommendation uh, check it out awesome sounds fun i don't think i've seen that one or i think i've seen i may have seen bits and pieces of it but never actually watched all the way through so I will definitely have to watch that one. All right. Well, I guess that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at aworldofhopes.com. And if you would like a little extra dose of hope to carry you through between episodes, you can always find us on Instagram at AWOHopes, and we'll be there uh, sharing and spreading some hope and smiles throughout the week. We would love to connect with you there and hear your stories of hope. So don't forget to tag us. Uh, Until then. Take care. We'll see you soon. (laughs) Bye. All right, well, before we head on out, here's the part where we like to offer up a recommendation, something that we've both been enjoying that we think you'll enjoy as well. So, Amy, what do you have to recommend this week? I don't know. Okay. Okay, we'll skip Amy this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I got nothing. Basically.